0: From Potomac Fund Management, this is the Conquer Risk Podcast. Join us as we discuss the business of running an RIA firm and the practice of investment management.
1: And now, our hosts.
0: Welcome to today's Conquer Risk Podcast. I've got Manish Kata and myself, Jeff Goodnow, ready to rock and roll on another topic. And so, something that we've seen hit the news uh, recently, and you know, there's a lot of people starting to talk about this, we thought it would be appropriate to hit, is the the custom SMA and direct indexing. Um, now, the reality is, right, we want to we wanna start with this in the direct indexing. Like, what is that? Right? Um, and so Manish, you and I were talking about it. It's like the, all the custom SMA stuff really is the bulk of what we're going to talk about because it's a sort of a subset. So the direct indexing, right? That's basically the ability to take instead of a mutual fund or an ETF that has some sort of a wrapper and wrapper cost. To have the client simply own the actual stocks in let's just say the s p 500 index right we all in agreement on that
1: yeah and and to your point a little bit it, it can be confusing when you talk about custom sma and direct index and i think they're they they go hand in hand because with right. technology one's not really uh possible without the other uh, and so yes direct indexing ultimately is the ability to take an index uh, an etf a mutual fund whatever it may be that tracks an index and replace that by owning the underlying stocks itself um uh, versus the index and so that that's the what we want to dive into here and, and pros cons and, and what we're planning on doing about it
0: yeah and so from that standpoint um you know, let let's just dig in here I, I think it's interesting because we, we're always looking for topics right and so I want to give a little bit of a shout out. Uh, Keith Micklefielder was, was somebody that, that he and I converse occasionally on, on LinkedIn uh, is with smart life financial group and, and when I posted something there I said hey you know what topics would, would advisors like to hear from next uh, the, you and I had had this discussion about direct indexing and we thought that would be a good topic and then like an hour later i post this on linkedin and of course he's the first one to jump in and say why don't you guys talk about direct indexing so voila (laughs) here we are um you know it's it's pretty pretty straightforward that obviously was uh you know hitting the right note i guess so i said all right well that's coming um all right so let's let's i want to hit something which is a little different right instead of talking about all these cool things about it let's let's hit the obvious which is what do people usually say at stuff like this? And and this surprised me. When I started doing a little bit of research, Cerule even came out and basically said, this is a fad. The concept of direct indexing is a fad. And I that kind of blew me away. I, you know, I said, okay, well, let's see why. I mean, you know, there's a lot of things. There. I, I'll admit, 10 years ago, I said SMAs are, 10, well, maybe 15 years ago, I said SMAs are a fad. The, or the, the whole UMA, excuse me. Um, and, and the reason was the UMA, when it first came out, Yeah, it was basically an accounting trick, and it wasn't done very well. Um, And so, you know, I said, look, I don't know if this is going to hit, because it just, it wasn't being executed very good. Well, okay, so maybe that's part of the problem, right? Direct indexing is starting to come about, and it's not necessarily prevalent yet but i think it's common would you agree well you no it's I, down the I, road?
1: this is where the separation comes in between direct indexing and custom smas right and and i this is a good launching point because yes initially direct indexing to me is a fad and still is the, the 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 literal definition of direct indexing where people were saying look you're going to take a an etf or a mutual fund that charges 10 basis points and to save 10 basis points you're going to replicate that with stocks uh, that is stupid like no it really when you think about all those holdings and and possible tax consequences whatever it may be you know it, yes it's a fad to say that that it's it's a one-to-one uh, replication, but where it becomes powerful is how you can customize uh, around that. And, and that is, I think, where the future is, is taking uh, the, the, the ability to replicate an index with customization.
0: Now, I think you're spot on. And, and I mean, just one of the things that, that, that comes to my mind when I think about, well, is it for everybody? Look, how many clients get annoyed with 10 positions in their account? You really want to give them the S&P 500 list? I mean, it's it's not for everybody. Uh, but that said, right, realize this. If you think it's a fad, Fidelity, uh, Schwab, um, you know, Orion, Altruist, uh, well, let's see, Morgan Stanley just bought, uh, was it Parametric? I mean, there are big players in this in this uh, industry that are making plays to make sure that they can cover direct indexing. And now that you don't have trade costs in most of these custodians, right, you really eliminated the, the big barrier that, that made this not make sense. So now it is back to an accounting issue. Can they handle the accounting? And this is where the rest of our conversation comes in In discussing where there are benefits, so that at least you advisors who are listening and watching can understand where, okay, maybe you want to take this seriously for certain types of clients or certain circumstances.
1: Yeah, I want to dive into it with this intro. The reason we're talking about this is, yes, it's come up in conversations, but more so than anything... With the launch of our UMA, we've been approached now because we're offering models from different providers, and along alongside of those uh, those clients, you have large clients with with uh, certain needs. Uh, and and we've been approached with this like how are you going to address this um, how can we create this custom SMA? and we don't we did not have a solution we're working on one and we're hopeful to have it launched in, in by summertime um, but this was the driving factors like you know we need to put this in place right and the first example that came up was high concentration for example yep. we had uh, a, a client situation where they had a very large concentration in a certain tech stock for hypothetical purposes let's say it was micro Microsoft, Right. 50 percent of the portfolio was Microsoft. Well, fine. If you're going to bring that client in, you don't then want to also buy triple Q's and SPY and further double down on Microsoft. So you have to have a solution where you say, all right, let's hold that position. Right. Maybe let's exit over time, do some tax loss harvesting and the rest of it. Let's, you know, maybe cover an index X tech. You know, let's pull out Microsoft, Salesforce, anything that looks like that and and, and give them that that customized exposure with having that concentrated position. Um, I I think that is one of the the biggest benefits of of this custom SMA technology.
0: Yeah, it's it's funny with your math in my head. I was thinking if they already own half uh, their portfolios, Microsoft, they need to add SPI and the triple Qs. You really, it's like now are we quadrupling down on, on some of the tech? Uh, yeah, it gets pretty crazy. And and there are some some folks that are in that circumstance. I mean, good for them, right? They've worked a lot of times. It's maybe they've worked for the company and therefore they've ended up with a lot of the stock. So it's not not necessarily anything they can control. For lack of a better phrase, it's not like they went out and said, you know what. I feel like i'm going to just spend the next 15 years investing in apple because i know it'll turn into something right i mean instead it's they they worked at microsoft and they've gotten those stocks from from that process um now along that line i think you can't talk about stock stock concentrations owning the individual securities without also bringing taxation into the equation and this is where, again, you can have a real advantage because obviously, you know, ETFs usually mitigate most of the you know, capital gain kind of circumstance, but mutual funds obviously can have capital gain issues as far as, you know, distributions and is a client prepared for that. Your higher net worth clients, oftentimes it makes sense to give them the individual securities. So they own the individual tax slots. And that's something that you can do with direct indexing because that's that's kind of the whole point, right? They own the actual companies. Now they're doing taxes themselves. <laughs> Probably I'll keep it simple, <laughs> but you know, hey, higher net worth clients have people that do stuff for them, right? I mean, that's so. If you can make that a, a more palatable, pleasurable experience, then then good deal, and and uh, you know, you run with it from there.
1: I mean, I, I think this ties into the concentration. Like, if, if you have a a stock that you need to slowly unwind um, over time, you know, this right. this it, it becomes helpful. I think. Side note, side rant here. Like, I, I, a lot of people spend too much time on taxes. You know, if you have tax losses, it means that you f-ing lost money. Um, and so, <laughs> if you pay taxes on gains, so, you know, I think this is probably overblown unless you are a large net worth client with embedded gains. You know, like if you, for example, you bring on a client, you know, an 85 year old lady that has ExxonMobil. <laughs> for 20 years she's been accumulating for whatever reason. You know, you're not going to blow out of that position and put it all in models and and have that that uh that tax hit for whatever it is. So, in, in 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 this circumstance, you know, the the tax loss harvesting of it is is important. Uh, the reason I'm you know kind of fired up about it is cuz we've seen instances where you know people are trying to dance along, dance around, you know, nothing worth of gains and losses. Like sometimes it just doesn't matter. Like go make money.
0: Right. Well, yeah, let's uh, I always say, look, there's a bright side to paying taxes, and that is you 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 have you made more money, you, you earn more income. So correct, uh, that's not always a, necessarily a bad thing. And and funny enough, I had a family member who was about 85 when she passed away, and had nothing but Exxon Mobil almost totally. So I just made. I was me wondering why you're up. laughing. I'm like, yeah, yeah, you're like, to get uh, an Exxon well, mobile so, issue. So you know that you know that person, uh, and she had no kin, or no not no kin, but no uh, you know no. No husband, no kids, that sort of thing. Um, anyway, I digress. Uh, one of the things, and, and we touched on this a little bit, right? We did do, a few months ago, we did a podcast on day trading versus diversification. And that's where, you know, some of this comes in. It's, you know, you have to play the game, right? Is, is taxation important? Is owning the actual stocks important? Is being able to do that little bit of customization, maybe working around Microsoft in your example, or kind of the next piece, which is, themes right this is a way that you can take that next level of customization to to work on a theme and it may not be a theme that you want it may be a theme that you don't want you want to touch on that
1: yeah i guess i hate i mean esg (laughs) is the dumbest thing out there but anyway i once again you really feel no i mean look we're we're running a business and you know we want to be an all-inclusive platform and so I guess we have to offer these things and I don't have to like what we offer Um, I don't have to agree with or believe what we offer but listen some people want to do ESG personally I don't think it's worth a shit like make as much money as you can with the least amount of risk and move on with your life there's other ways to affect change with your money that you make uh, versus not investing in a certain company they don't care about you but anyway for those who like ESG. This custom SMA is, uh, is is really powerful because you can, you know, say, exclude, you know, tobacco, exclude big oil, you know, exclude firms that don't believe in climate change, whatever it is. Uh, I think ESG has a future. I think younger folk more and more want to vote with their feet and vote with their wallets. And and so it plays a role. And, and this allows you to customize uh, indexes. And, and I think that's powerful for people who, who want that.
0: Yeah, well, this is, I mean, the reality is this fits the very mold that we started talking about, which is, you know, is ESG a fad? And that's a whole other sort of podcast, right? But the concept is all the major players are filling that gap. So like it or not, you kind of have to take it seriously. I think direct indexing is going down that very same path. Is it a fad or not? Well, guess what? All the big players are putting this in place so that it's a capability. So you might as well know it, understand it, and then when appropriate, use it, uh, whether or not you happen to like it.
1: Correct. So let's, before we get into recommendations, uh, let's, I, I do want to, let's spend a little bit of time here discussing on our plan. Like what, what are our plans? What are we going to do about it? Like we're a model provider, but we recognize that we have to have these capabilities. So in the near future, we are going to roll out um, uh, an SMA portal, uh, so to speak, where you're going to have the ability to come in and choose uh, different SMA managers that will apply these customizations to your account. Now, we can sit down with advisors and clients and, set, and, and, and do some information gathering and, and try to figure out, fine, what's your tax rate? You know, Are there ESG themes you want to follow? And we build these templates totally customizable to that client. So that client is in a certain tax rate, doesn't want energy, doesn't want tech. And then we apply that to the account. The cool thing is, is you can sleeve that uh, within the context of other accounts. So if you have you know, a, a huge trust account along with smaller model accounts, we can all house it um, in, in the same, uh, same account. Uh, you know, so it's kind of a UMA SMA sleeve capability that we're, that we're planning on rolling out here, uh, I'm hoping in June. Um, but, but that's our plan. Um, have you talked to advisors besides feedback who are directly looking for this? Not
0: yet. Not yet. Okay. Um, now, the one thing, I, and this is a, an extra little piece that I want to throw in here because I thought this was an interesting approach. This is something we had not talked about yet in regards to this. And it falls a little different down this road. And that's when it comes time to talk about performance, right? This is part of why you and I don't necessarily care for ESG personally all that much because anytime you start taking out and putting roadblocks in front of your strategist, um, you know, that's, those are hurdles that they have to now work within but that's the the managers are doing those things when you talk about direct indexing and saying okay I don't want any casinos or in you know gambling or any guns we'll just pick two really obvious things and you pull all the companies out that are associated with that now the advisor gets to have a conversation it's a little different because well hey the direct index is going to get basically the return of the index right i mean if you had everything in it and it all matches the same weightings that's what you get but now it's the client's responsibility that they wanted to pull out guns. They wanted to pull out gambling. Uh, and, and it may work to their favor or it may not. But that performance, positive or negative, versus the actual index, is no longer on the advisor. And that's part of the reason that I think this will, will not be a fad. There's going to be some, there are going to be some advisors that want to be able to basically offer the customization and put the onus on the client. Hey, Mr. Client, you chose not to have these things. And when you take that out of the mix, this is what you get. Right? There's no, there's no, The advisor's not making that decision. There's not a manager making that decision. This was the client decision. So that's just well, a little yeah, it's, different it's, it's, flavor.
1: It's, 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 it's attribution, right? I mean, you, right. You, when the S&P is up 10%, you have, you know, it's hard to really pin down where that's coming from, uh, mm-hmm. just looking at a statement. But if you're going to start pulling things out, yeah, right. I mean, it, it could backfire. You could be a hero, but you know, you, you could pull out guns and tobacco, and, and and your accounts down because of it. But that's that's your decision. You know, that's right. that's your that's right. your that's prerogative. But
0: so, so this is where you get we're to not edit. here.
1: We're, Go ahead. we're not listen. We you know, it's our podcast, so we can say what we want. But <laughs> we're not here to, to to push thoughts on people. Like, look, if you want to come and you want, and we're going to make it available. Um, and yeah, knock yourself out. I mean, we currently have SMA capabilities, but we're using outside managers to, to implement that. Um, and, and we would like to um, still use outside managers, but doing within the context of our uh, portal in UMA. Um, and, and also maybe bring on some folks ourselves to offer that, um, yeah. at least from the tax law side. I don't, I don't think we're going to have any ESG potomac things going on but uh, no no um,
0: i mean i i love i love using strategists i think there's a huge value there but uh, hey if this is what you want basically a passive approach to indexing uh, improve the taxation situation and you know customize it a little bit then hey that's what this is that's what direct indexing and i think i think it's
1: going to be big i think it's going to be big i think it's it's not for everyone it's a it's for a certain subset um and and i you know i did i did talk trash about it and and (laughs) do i regret it no because at the time you know it was sold it was presented as a way to replace an etf or a fund and i think that's silly yeah that's silly you're going to save three basis points and have 500 positions in your account come on get out of here
0: yeah yeah, uh, sanity for three basis points. I can make that decision pretty easy. Um, yeah. All right, so on that note, what do you got for recommendations?
1: Okay, so you're not a coffee drinker. We love coffee in our family, and we've gone through the gamut, right? We had a uh, regular coffee drip maker, uh, a Keurig, and then we went to these espresso machines, and now we are taking it a, a step further. So now I got a, an upgraded coffee machine that grinds the beans fresh and makes the espresso. And it's a life changer. And I, you know, all right. I take that back. I mean, it's fucking coffee. It's not a life changer, but it's it's made our lives. Uh, much better in terms of the quality of the coffee the downside is now you know i'm at a regis building and i canceled my coffee account because it's i can't drink it anymore because it's so bad so anyway we use a Breville. Breville, i think is how you pronounce it espresso maker we'll put in the show notes stop f-ing laughing what do you understand what you're laughing about i, I just because just you, you don't drink coffee you, you
0: kill me brother i mean you know all the problems <laughs> in the world and it's it's, it's it's see i don't know if you realize this but when you're on the schoolhouse the 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 you know the drug dealer says here try this it's free right that's basically Folgers <laughs> and then you've worked yeah. your way up to get to the the top end I, I had we got a, the good drugs now exactly I had a I had a buddy that was all about I mean he had his own bean roaster I mean he had the I don't know those freaking kettle things you know you sift through you weigh everything you roast your own beans you do all this shit and I'm like dude it's a cup of coffee. Screw that. No, no, you're wrong. Give me it's me not a, it's Just not give a cup me a of coffee. Take that back. Take it back. It, no,
1: take <laughs> it back. It's not a cup of coffee. Regular coffee is disgusting, and this is delicious, and I'm, I'm yeah. taking this to my grade. All so, right. Breville Espresso Maker, um, you know, it's it's not cheap, but whatever that is what they choose your life so go ahead
0: i should should just recommend my favorite vodka um but anyway after that but uh no i'm gonna i'm gonna throw a show in there this is an amazon prime original so you have to have amazon prime to see it it's called the wilds uh it is first of all hold on
1: hold on who who doesn't have amazon prime i mean do you know anyone on this planet that doesn't have amazon prime
0: well, that's that's you're probably right. I mean, at this point, if they don't, they're not listening to our podcast either because they don't know. Well, what we should that, that's
1: is. a that's a survey. Yeah, exactly. They say yeah. There's I, I don't know anyone oh, wait, who doesn't I, have I a Prime do. account. Oh, by the way, hi Dad. Oh yeah, my dad actually doesn't either. I think <laughs> he uses mine, but yeah. So, uh,
0: so all right. Sorry. So on that note, Amazon Prime, the Wilds. All right, it's basically a show, and it's it, I think this is really intriguing. They've done a cool job of mixing up things. You've got to pay attention. It's sort of a drama thriller sort of thing. Basically, there's there's six or seven girls that are stranded on an island after a plane crash. All right, that's the premise. The reality that you, the viewer, get to know is that they think they've been in a plane crash, uh, but they're actually being watched as part of a psychological experiment. And and that that to me I, I mean I have a psychology degree I was in it to win it once I saw the trailer and realized what the premise was uh, and so it's pretty freaking cool there's only one season so you can uh, binge it pretty quick but it definitely has a few aha moments and um, and like I said you just I found my wife and I found we probably talked about this it sounds funny talked about it during the show more than anything we've ever watched meaning like oh, well, what about this would you do this How, i would have done this right as as these oh, different I, would, I would be the
1: first i would be the first one dead in this experiment because because <laughs> they don't have I a fucking coffee like maker <laughs> <laughs> right, on that note i'm leaving are we done <laughs> uh, all right yeah
0: you, you probably would be the first one out on that note let's let's all go out hey check us out don't forget hell hold on hold on
1: i want to say thanks to everyone because our youtube channel is starting to rock so yes. keep up the subscriptions and uh i know christopher's pumped about that Um, you know, check us out on YouTube and, um, how else, Jeff?
0: Well, you pretty much just said what I was going to say. So congrats. You you deserve a coffee. See ya. Ciao. All opinions expressed by podcast guests are solely their own and do not reflect the opinions of Potomac fund management. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for investment decisions. Clients of Potomac Fund Management may maintain positions in securities discussed in this podcast.